Merrill for the lead. He's got it. The Jazz. Uh-oh. Stockton. Open three. The high schools. Also going to take it on the quarterback draw. He's to the 30, the 25, makes the move to the 20, 15, 10, 5. He's into the end zone. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Number four of my best non-sports sports, wife carrying. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric Franson here with you. Thanks for tuning in and joining us. Uh, a couple things we're going to get through today. We've got um, yeah, we got a lot going on today. Actually, we've got high school baseball. We got the beginning of high school softball in the playoffs. We'll bring you some updates from there. What's going on in some of these games? Uh, with a, a live look in. In fact, one of them is uh, really close right now. Bear River. Uh, excuse me, Green Canyon was down early in this game, and then they have rallied late and uh, scored a bunch of runs to to tie the game. And uh, this is uh, in the seventh inning, the last time that I was listening before I ran in here into the studio. They tied the game, and last I'd heard it was in the uh, bottom of the seventh inning with Green Canyon and Pineview. These are our friends Mark Musgrave and Caden Foremaster down in St. George calling the game for us. Uh, A quick uh, live look in at what's going on in this game already under progress. And for some reason, we're not getting audio from that one. So maybe we won't. We'll have to check in to see what's going on there and why we don't have uh, audio from that uh, game going on. But um, we'll check in on that if we can. I know it was close. Um, Uh, Bottom part of the lineup. This is kind of where you want to make sure to hold everything off here. Yeah, you you don't want to get to the top of that lineup again. Just get these hitters right here and then try to come back and win at the bottom of the eighth. This is Nick Bauck up to bat. Fouls this one away. First pitch him was a ball, so it's a 1-1 count now. That one bounces its way over into the uh, football stadium. Here's the pitch. Fouled away over towards Pineview Panthers dugout. 1-2 count. One out. This one's solidly hit out into left center. Center filler under it. Hmm. Makes the grab for out number two. Definitely got some good good barrel on it. Got on under it just a hair. But that's just a long second out. That brings up Caden Stewart, left fielder. He's got a good name, Caden. I like it. He spells it with a C, though. Yeah, well. Sounds the same, at least. <laughs> Outside ball one. We have a in the uh, on Macy's side of the family. One of her sisters married a Mark, mm. spelled with a C. And since I have seniority, we call him Mark with a C. <laughs> That's his full name. I like it. Mark with a C. Huh? Mark with a C. When we're talking about him, two zero count. 
Ooh, that one was close. It really was. That was close. Let's make it a 3 0. Here's the pitch. It's in the zone. Strike one. All right, so trying to get a score update of what's going on there, but we may do another look in in a little bit. But that's Caden uh, Foremaster, Mark Musgrave with Fox Sports Southern Utah doing the coverage for us of uh, what's going on between Green Canyon and Pineview. And Pineview had full control of this game. And in the sixth inning, Green Canyon scores four runs. In the seventh, they add another. And to tie it up and um, trying to stay alive and, uh, and advance. If they lose, they're out. But if they do win, they'll play again tonight at 7 o'clock, and we'll have that game for you. Earlier in the day, it was Bear River taking on Snow Canyon and uh, in a rematch of an earlier game uh, in these playoffs down in Southern Utah. Different outcome this time. Bear River really struggled uh, to, to get runs, to, uh, to, to limit runs on the other side, and uh, they found themselves... Uh, on just in a, in a rough day today. And so Bear River baseball is now out. Bear River softball going today. Our good friend Rod Zundel calling games uh, for, uh, for Green Canyon. And so we've got uh, those games going on on 104.9 The Ranch with Rod Zundel calling that. We've got links on cashvalleydaily.com for uh Softball right now for Bear River. Baseball right now for Green Canyon. Those games currently underway. Uh, also coming up, just want to let you know ahead of time here in just a couple of minutes, we're going to be talking to uh, Mike Furman. We've had him on before, uh, a high school official, and he's uh, in charge of a lot of high school officials and has been in the past. And just uh, that there is a, a great need for more officials, but also what can we do not only to participate and help out with high school sports and, and athletics in being officials, but uh, what about fan behavior, coach and player behavior? How is it changing, getting better, getting worse, uh, all of the above? So we'll explore that. So that'll be coming up a little bit later on on today's show. So stay tuned for that. Uh, and, uh, and if you've got a question about high school officiating, how to become an official, or if you've got an issue with an official like, how do you go about approaching that and other than verbally berating this said official, which nobody should be doing, but what if something is not right and there is a bad ref, you know, what recourse do we have? And so that'll be interesting to get Mike's perspective on that as well. So I'd uh, love to get your thoughts on that on our Guild Mortgage text line, 435-339-0321, if you want to chime in on that. Uh, we'll recap what happened last night in the game one of the Eastern Conference Finals. And uh, what a what a killer third quarter for the Miami Heat. Holy cow. Um, and uh, Boston looked like they were in control of that game in the first half, and then it was a totally different story uh, for Miami and how they played through that. Uh, and then also the Pac-12 today making an announcement that uh, that they are going to do away with divisions and uh, not have a division champion represented in the uh, the conference championship game that they're going to hold and starting this year. So they will pick the top two teams to represent the Pac-12 in the conference championship game starting this fall. They'll still have their regular divisions in place for scheduling for this year, but that will be reevaluated and uh, likely changed 
in years going forward. So uh, again, they uh, some folks took a, a look at you know how different would those conference championship games be in the Pac-12 if it was under the criteria today, where you just pick the top two teams, and there were quite a few differences. I mean, half of the conference championship games would have featured some different teams. What about the Mountain West? Went through this exercise uh, last week, but I took a little extra time today to look at what what tiebreakers would be in place, how were they chosen, and so a little bit deeper dive there on how the Mountain West would, would have determined who would have participated in conference championship games uh, if we were just picking the top two teams rather than conference champions. And there would have been a few years where we would have seen different teams participating. So uh, we'll get into that discussion as well. And if you like that idea and how do you determine who's there, uh, that's still a little bit up in the air um, because there has to be a series of tiebreakers that are considered. And uh, you know, there's we'll have to look at some of those and we'll look at what the Mountain West currently has in place and how that potentially could change. So um, we're going to do this. We're going to call a little bit of an early timeout here on the Full Court Press because I uh, want to get into this discussion about high school officiating. Um, how do people get involved? How has it changed? And uh, how can you help out? And we want to get into all of that here on the Full Court Press today. Uh, and I'd love to get your comments on that, your feedback on that, on our Guild Mortgage text line, 435-339-0321, to join us here on the Full Court Press. You just finished your eye exam. What next? Well, of course, it's time to pick your frames and glasses. Did you know you have a choice where you get those from? May we suggest Crystal Vision in Logan. Nobody has the style and fashion to choose from like Crystal Vision. Their opticians are trained to fit your glasses to you, not the masses. Take your current prescription in and let Crystal Vision fit your glasses to you. Crystal Vision on 14th North or online at crystalvision.com. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot first for me. The education assistance I received made it possible for me to be the first person in my family to go to school and graduate debt-free. That education helped get me to the first day at my dream job, a job that I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job, plus the other benefits possible from the Army National Guard, helped me become a first-time homeowner. Also, part of my role as a National Guard soldier means I know that I can be one of the first to respond and help my community if disaster ever strikes. I'm extremely proud that I get to serve my community. And that first step I took by joining the Army National Guard has made all the difference in my life. Talk to your local recruiter or visit nationalguard.com to find out what firsts are available to you in the Army National Guard. Sponsored by the Utah Army National Guard. Aired by the Utah Broadcasters Association and this station. S.E. Needham Jewelers is where Utah gets engaged. We offer a large selection of personalized service and extraordinary benefits with our Integrity Price Guarantee. At match quality, you'll find our prices to be as low or lower than any store in the state. We consistently beat any 50 to 70% off sales, internet pricing, or so-called wholesale deals. In fact, we even price our diamonds at internet pricing. So you'll get S.E. Needham quality at internet prices. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7, where Utah gets engaged. S.E. Needham Jewelers, middle of the block at the sign of the clock. 
West Point Dairy Products at Hiram is hiring. West Point Dairy Products has been manufacturing high-quality butter for over 25 years in Cache Valley. They're currently expanding and want you on their growing team. West Point Dairy Products offers competitive wages for entry-level positions starting at $18 per hour, full benefit packages, double time on Sundays, a $2,000 sign-on bonus, and tremendous opportunities for growth. For immediate consideration, call Express Employment Professionals at 435-213-9595. Cash Valley Bank's newest branch is now open in Preston. I'm Lance Zollinger, and I'm excited to announce Cash Valley Bank is now open inside Stokes Marketplace. If you're an existing customer, you'll love the convenience. If you're not a customer, we'd love to have you open a new account with us, or even talk with us about a loan for your farmer business. Cash Valley Bank, a community bank where decisions are still made locally, now open in Preston. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC. Elements has delicious lunch specials, two for $30, or the new soup, salad, and bread special for just $10 is tasty and quick. Elements' lunch menu is full of scrumptious items prepared with a personal touch. Wood-fired pizzas are an excellent choice that include barbecue chicken and the bee's knees. The fresh-battered halibut fish and chips with seasoned fries is always a hit. And don't forget the fan-favorite Munster Burger. Casual or professional, open Monday through Thursday, 11.30 to 8 p.m., and Friday and Saturday, 11.30 to 9 p.m. Visit the Elements restaurant. Restaurant.com for reservations today. It doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Hey, Valvoline Instant Oil Change, the sponsor of the program. They're now open on Sundays at 695 North Main in Logan. Quick, clean, and easy, just like how it should be when it comes to getting your oil changed. So stop in today, 695 North Main in Logan. That's Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Um, So uh, uh, before we get into our discussion about officiating, uh, just another quick look in real quick. Uh, what's going on with Green Canyon and Pineview uh, in their matchup in a really big baseball game. Green Canyon doing a great job of extending this one and to see if uh, they got another game tonight or if their season is over. Again, Mark Musgrave, Caden Foremaster from Fox Sports Southern Utah on the call. Over to first in time, but not before runners advance to second and third. That was out number two. This Pine They View might team. save it here. Green this Canyon might. Pineview team loves to go sliding in head first at first base. I've never been a fan. I don't think it gets you there any faster. Any quicker. And the possibility of injury just skyrockets. Yeah, let's say that first baseman has a bad catch on it. He goes to step off the side, and now all of a sudden he's stepping on an arm, a just back, a So many neck. things can I happen. Mean, but they do like doing it here at Pineview. I, I, I see the Panthers do it probably more so than any other team. So two outs. Back to the top of the lineup with Luke Anderson. He's got a runner on third, so anything in play wins this game. Again, drama over here at Bruce Hurst Field. Elimination game, 5-5, five to five, bottom of the eighth. Oh, jeez. Doesn't get any better. He's set. Here's the pitch. Oh, and the ball is behind the catcher. He goes. That's going to be game. Oh. Pineview wins on a pass ball. Wow. What, what a way to walk this one off. The walk-off pass ball. 
Pine I can't View, believe it. Pine View advances. Green Canyon, unfortunately, with a great run, they have been eliminated from the 4A state championship tournament. But what a what a, a run the Wolves had, though. Again, we talked about it early in the broadcast. Well, that's too bad. That's a tough way to lose after coming back and getting into it. Uh, but once again, Green Canyon losing 6-5 to five after getting into the 8th. Uh, some extra innings and uh, fighting their way into it late in the game, but unable to hold on and pull it off. So, uh, But great run for Green Canyon, great run for Bear River, but unfortunately for both, their baseball seasons have come to an end. We'll do a look in on what's going on with softball a little bit later on in the program. But uh, for right now... Switching gears and and uh, talking about officiating, and we've had him in here before, Mike Furman. He's the president of the Northern Utah Football Officials Association. If I got that right, yep, that's right, mostly right. <laughs> but you're you've uh, you're you're in charge of officials. You're an official yourself uh, for football. You've done basketball as well, and uh, this is kind of a time of year where uh, it, it's time to start looking ahead to high school football season and a couple things have been on my mind with this like how many officials do you need are you short-staffed and by how much um and generally speaking fan behavior is it getting any better because we keep talking about it but are people heeding the warnings and the discussions or is it getting worse and then two we should also ask you i guess three uh are there any will there be any rules changes for high school football when we get into this upcoming season. Yeah, absolutely. And and uh, take the first question first. Um, no, we don't have enough officials. Uh, it's And it is, you know, we've been sounding the warning, I think, for 10 years now that this was going to be a problem. But it, it's no longer a situation where it's it's coming, it, it's here. There are already games that are, even at the, at the varsity level, that are having to be rescheduled so that we have enough officials. Um, or they're being played without enough officials at the sub varsity level. There are games all. The, I mean, if you're working a, a JV or sophomore or playing in a JV sophomore football game and you have five officials on the field, that's uncommon. We usually don't have enough, so it's it continues to be a problem. The the, the biggest problem is, and, and again, I where I'm from, Cache Valley, with on the board, I I focus my recruiting efforts in Cache Valley, and I let my board members they handle the, you know Ogden and, and Farmington areas, but. So I can tell you, I, I usually every each year we work really hard and we'll do a great job and we'll recruit 14 to 15 new officials. But the problem is, is that the following year, usually two to three stick around. Oh, wow. Yeah, and all the rest walk out. So the average is 80 to 85% of, of officials that start quit within two years. And the primary reason for that is, is the abuse that they take. And, and that they learn or that they, they experience. So, and so I, I'd love to say, I, I'm always the, always the optimist and I hope things are getting better and things, but at, at, to this point, I think we're kind of right at the bottom and we're not, we're not seeing it yet. And what I'm afraid is going to happen is, is U sports in the next while is going to change. Um, it, it won't, it won't exist in the same way that it does right now because we just don't have enough officials doing it and we're not having them stick around. So, so the answer to the first question is no, we don't have enough officials and, and we need more and, and um, there's no better way to be a part of the sport and my plug would be to please come and get you going. We can talk maybe later about how they do that real quick. But to answer your second question, um, 
the, the biggest problem as to why it's happening has to do with the fan behavior. So, and, and, and it's not really at the high school level. I, I think there's some improvements that have happened at the high school level. And they have a, a structure in place and you have athletic directors and other things that, that I think that's not really where the problem is that's causing the shortage. The problem that's causing the shortage is in the youth level, the little league and, and you know, we're talking 13 years old and younger. Hmm. Because what happens is just like just like coaches use Little League to farm kids and to train them and develop them so that they're ready for high school, we do that same thing with with sports officials. That's where they they learn the game. And so as you're looking at that sports official who's not doing a very good job, and maybe they're not, and thinking, man, they're a bad official. They're not a bad official. They're a really good official in about four years. But we need that four years to develop them in those youth leagues to get them ready for, for the high school level. But the problem is they experience such a bad, you know, every little mistake they make or a perceived mistake, they get berated and they're walking away from it before we ever get them to that, to that point to where they're um, a qualified high school official. So the shortage that's happening at the high school level is happening at the youth level um, where, they're, where they're being chased out. Uh, I was telling you off air as we're getting ready to go, I had, uh, I've got a 10-year-old who's on a youth soccer league and everybody got this, this big message about you treat the officials with better respect or <laughs> your, the, your, the fans of that team will not be able to come and support that team. Or even if it's worse than that, then you start to forfeit games and you can't even be there, period, and, and compete. So that's at the... At, at, soccer among 10 year olds and, and i'm sure this applied to a lot of other age groups too but it's i'm sure it's not unique to just those attending soccer games no it, it's not and and that's one of these as i look forward to how youth sports will change it will either be that that we'll get to a point where fans aren't allowed you can have your kid there but you'll just watch them on a facebook feed um and, and that's partly because of the pandemic when fans weren't allowed there were a lot of athletic directors and coaches and players even and of course officials Who's, who were working these games with no fans saying, wow, this is, this is a nice experience <laughs> and, and positive for everybody. So they've kind of got a taste of that. So that, that's one option of what may come. The other is that you pay officials 150 bucks to work a youth game, which means only the top 1% of earners will be able to afford to have their kids play. Or the other option is you don't have officials anymore. You call your own foul or you have coaches just do scrimmages and, and um, they kind of play that way. So um, I, I saw that. Uh, like we mentioned, that that thing from the from the soccer league, and I I applaud it. Um, and, and let me be clear, I'm I'm not on here saying you need to respect us, you know, you need to treat. It, it's not about that. It's about saving the sport. It's about saving youth sports and and making sure that that it doesn't go away because without the officials, we can't you know we can't have it. So if um, if it, if a, an official looks like the they're having a rough day. <laughs> they're not making some good calls. Certainly, fans are going to get upset. A parent, parents are going to get upset, but they should still be respectful. But if a coach sees something that's going on, it, do they have somebody that they report to or say, hey, look, this this official needs more training or this is what I observed? Or are those that are handling training the officials, kind of monitoring that and then working with them. How does that work internally to help improve how officiating is done? There, there is a, uh, a, a process in place, depending on whichever sport you're, you're looking at. I mean, the youth level, it's a little bit, little more vague 
um, you would you could go to the athletic director or the the director, and then they would <clears throat> go to the the sports officials or or sometimes I've been contacted. Um, they contact me. They contact uh, the assigner, uh, who usually is kind of over that, and then they, we can sit down and talk and, and figure out what the problem is. If it's a judgment call, we'll probably have somebody come evaluate. And and at the high school level, it's even more so. There's a, there's a way more structure in place for that to happen. Coaches give feedback. Um, they have they send us their film uh, at the high school level. Uh, we'll get film and every week from coaches and and. Some of it will come with specific plays and say, look at this play. This was this that didn't get called, and, and it's a problem, and, and please deal with it. And, and so then that goes before our board and the other boards, and then we'll, if, if it's, we look at it and we agree with that coach, yep, that's incorrect, then that official gets a phone call, and we talk about it, and, and we fix it. If, there's just a, if it's judgment calls, then we try to work with training them and getting them up. But I will say this, too. Um, with what's happening with officials, uh, and if I got time, I'll just tell you. When I started high school, it was just known that you would work sub-varsity for at least five years before you would even get a, a thought of a varsity game. Uh, and that was, you just knew that. And if you worked hard for five years in the sophomore games and JV games, then, you know, your valuations were good. Then maybe after five years, you could start getting varsity games. People who start their very first year are getting varsity games in their first year. So, and bless their heart, they're doing the best they can. And, but they are really in a tough situation. I, I guess what I'm trying to say is to people, especially fans, just understand there's going to be bad calls because we, we don't have the experience level. It's not just qual- quantity, but we don't have the experience level at, at the officiating level, that, officiating level that we used to either. But there are things in place, and officials are reprimanded, and officials are corrected in a positive way because we're trying not to lose them. What we all want is for them to get better. And so, yes, we'll sit down and develop them and, and, and see what we can do, especially at the high school level. Uh, we had a texter uh, on our Guild Mortgage text line ask, this is from 9315, says, what kind of incentives are there for being a ref? And, and again, this comes back to um, what refs really are all about that I mentioned when I was on this show before, because I, believe it or not, our reputation and, and our ability to uh, get the big games and to advance into the a refs refs advance through the playoffs just like the players do, and depending on how good they are and how good their evaluations are determines how deep they go. And what every official wakes up every day wanting to do is to get to that championship level and work a championship game and work the big games. We we live to be on that correct call. So there's not there's no monetary incentives, but there is that kind of and again it's competitive among our camaraderie and it, there is bragging rights to give the nod to, yeah, I got that call right. And I did a good job on that game. And we hit, you know, um, hit what we needed to and did what we needed to. So it, it, the, the motivation factor is really just everybody wanting to excel. I sometimes laugh and, and want to say to, to, especially at Little League level, guys, no official wakes up in the morning and says, all of the hard work and the training and the development and my reputation of official means nothing because I've got to stick it to those 10-year-olds from, you know, wherever today. That even at that level, it's about getting it right, and and our reputation amongst ourselves, especially, matters. How? I mean, it's uh, I, I don't envy anybody who who signs up for that, but we need people to sign up for that, and there's got to be some level of training about how to have thick skin, right? Because yeah. 
you're going to have coaches saying, hey, you know, trying to make, get a call that isn't called, or why was that call made? And sometimes they'll get pretty amped up over it. So the referee has to be able to communicate like why the call was or wasn't made and then move on, right? Yes, and, and, I, and that's, it's almost a customer service type skill. And, and you do have to have that mentality or that personality to be able to handle that in, in this situation. Because even though I'm here saying, telling everybody, hey, be nice to the officials and understand it, when I'm talking to the officials, we're saying, officials, you need to also understand that you're in a position as official where you win every argument. So with that case, there needs to be a little bit of venting that's allowed and that happens. And, and, and just to real quickly give you kind of the thing we go by, I may have a coach or a coach wants an explanation and I give him an explanation of what I saw. He doesn't like that. As I turn to leave, he makes some derogatory comment under his breath or as he turns away. As an official, we're trained to ignore that. If I can ignore that, I'm going to ignore it. I'm not, we call it rabbit ears. I'm going to put my rabbit ears away. I'm going to let that coach spout off because that's part of him calming down. And, and we need to allow that. And so there does have to be a, a little bit of thick skin. It's when I can't ignore it because somebody's come out onto the field and is shouting obscenities. Or okay, I, I, I can't ignore that. I've, I've got to deal with that. And, and fan level, same thing. We try to ignore everything we can from fans. I know it's fun to yell at refs. I, I, I get that too. But it's just that those little league situations where the, the, the fans are a smaller group, you can hear everything that's being said. And when that you know, F word comes out of the hands or whatever at a, at a nine-year-old game, that's just not appropriate and we have to take care of it. But, but yes, they do need to have thick skins. On the same level, they're not being paid to be just verbally berated into next week you know, or whatever, too. Sure. So there's kind of yeah. a middle ground. What um, and to be clear, you, know, you said there aren't financial incentives based on performance or anything like that, but they do get paid. Yes, right. So there's there's they get compensated for being there. They do, and we have some things in the work. This is my plug to get more people to come officiate, especially at football. I can't I can't say any figures or anything like that, but there are some things in the work that I'm really excited for what's coming. That there'll be some better um, compensation for for games and for their time because it is a lot of time, especially at a high school game. Um, I guess if you get more games, there's more compensation there. But but every ref is just we, – we wake up – when we're waiting for assignments to come out, it's like a little kid at Christmas time. What game did I get? What game did I get? You know, and, <laughs> and, and we love it. So when you're uh, – you, you talk about recruiting officials more in the Cache Valley area. So are they – if I'm in Cache Valley, I'm selected to be a ref, I get trained, will I always – referee games that are in Cache Valley? Are there chances where I may go down to Ogden or may go down to Salt Lake to to referee a game or be part of a crew somewhere else? You will most likely, um, you'll go all over. Uh, And you you get travel pay, so you're compensated for that as well. Um, The further south I've gone, I guess, in a football general normal season, I've gone down the pro area to the the Payson and, and those type of things. So, no, you do get scheduled everywhere but but our assigner kind of has this whole thing that he's trying to do because at the same time he he's trying to limit the cost to the high school because if i'm going all the way down to copper hills they're going to have to pay more money for me to travel down there but at the same time the worst thing that an official could have would be have the same schools over and over and over again Mm -hmm. i i say it's it's good to you need to go and have and there's and they're mad at you about some calls 
go somewhere else for a little bit because then they get mad at somebody else about their calls and they forget <laughs> about yours, right? So then when you come back, you know, it, it's, it's part of maintaining a good relationship. So no, you won't, you won't just be in the valley and, and uh, you'll go other places, which, and you'll have bigger, exciting games too. Not that the games here aren't exciting because they are, but, but uh, um, you'll, you'll go everywhere but get compensated for that. So you could potentially, uh, once you're trained, you could go be part of a crew that's at a at a one A game, or you could the next week be uh, at a game that's a six A game. Correct. Um, and and your first games usually are a little smaller games, especially with those individuals I was talking about to get their first games in their first year. They'll usually be at a smaller school or a game that's probably going to be a blowout that you know they won't have as big an impact. That's kind of what the assigner does, but. But that's that's the factor too. Is that everybody wants? I want six A games. I want four A games. I don't want to do these two A. You know. And again, I, I, I not that I'm speaking bad about those schools, but that's the motivation that refs have to to be able to not just do the lower games, but also do the bigger games with the with the bigger consequences or you know impact on things. Yeah, we're talking to Mike Furman. He's the president of the Northern Utah Football Officials Association. And uh, if somebody is interested about being an official. Um, certainly, you know, part of the advantage of doing that is it's a way to still give back to a sport that you enjoy. It's a great way to stay fit uh, and to be a part of what's going on in the field. Um, you get some compensation. What other reasons would somebody or should somebody consider being an official? Uh, I always say that, that if you love a sport and like you kind of mentioned, you want to be a part of it, and, but you're too old to play anymore or you're like me and you're not smart enough to be a coach, <laughs> or whatever there's no which coaches are i really appreciate them and everything that they do and i love my relationships i have with those coaches too and they're way they're way smarter than me with the things that they do but but if if you still want to have a, a proactive part and be a part of the game there, there is no better place and it's not just because you got the best seat in the house but and if i can just tell two quick stories real fast about what this is about i about eight years ago i'm working a uh a little league game with, with seven to eight year olds. And, you know, they're, they're playing and they, they score the little bobbleheads running around and they, they score a touchdown and the kids are all excited. And there's this little, he didn't even score the touchdown. He was just on the line, but he turns around to me and he says, Hey ref, do you like football? And I said, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like football. And he goes, Oh, me too. And, and he runs off to the sideline, just, you know, his little bobblehead shaking. And I, I, it was just such pure joy and emotion. And I thought, God, that's, that's what this is about, right? Now you skip ahead to about two years ago, I was doing this quarterfinals at Skyview with, against Cedar City. And that was the year that Skyview went all the way. So of course they beat Cedar City. There's about a minute and a half left in the game. Um, the game's decided, there's been a timeout called and my umpire turns to one of the linemen on the line. He says, so you got any plans after this? You going to college? And the kid looks down and says, no, probably just military. And the tears start to stream down his face as he realizes he has 90 seconds left in what is, will most likely be the last football game he ever plays. Mm. And to me, it is an honor to be a part of these experiences, these life-changing moments for kids in this short time that they have. And there are so many good things about sport and about what they learn there and about what they, what they can accomplish. And, and as an official, you get to be a very important part about that, of that and and enabling that and it's it's such a, a just a special ex experience to be a part of you also will form friendships with your brotherhood you know with your well i shouldn't say brotherhood because we have females a lot of female officials too so this this camaraderie that is there 
uh, will will affect your life in a positive way for the rest of your life. You'll have friends that 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 are just such a a, a good part and a, and a good thing to have. Um, yeah, I know I've kind of painted a, a negative picture with fans, and that's because I'm pleading with them to change. But there's so many more positive things about it that will that will enrich your life. A question coming in from four zero eight six on our text line asking. I know an official here in the Valley that always refs Skyview games. Is that typical? <laughs> God, that that's such a uh, – it's not a loaded question. It, it, there's so many factors that come into play, um, depending upon what that official's availability is. They might work at a, at, a, at a position or at a job where they don't have time to get outside the Valley to do games. So sometimes you have officials who only work in the Valley because that's – if, if we want to use them, that's the only place we use them because their work schedule won't allow them to not. Um, there may be some other, you know, other factors that I, I'm not aware of. It, it's not um, typical, but, but it does happen for valid reasons, you know, that that, that might happen. So um, I, I'd have to know the exactly who and, you know, the answer <laughs> further. I, I wouldn't want to try to guess. But. Uh, you got some more time. I got some more questions for you. Absolutely. We do need to take another time out. This has been fascinating. This is fun. And uh, love to continue to get the, the feedback and the questions coming on the Guild Mortgage text line, 435-339-0321. Talking about officiating, uh, what's different? You know, Are there any rules changes that we should be aware of as the upcoming football season is just a few months away? So we'll get into that. Uh, and uh, just generally, how has how have things changed with uh, with officials, fan behavior, coach behavior, and uh, why you could uh, and should find a way to participate and help out? But before we do that, before we call a timeout, just want to remind you about the big grand opening celebration coming up on Saturday at Mountain West Motor. It's coming up uh, Saturday from two to six. They've got free food. Uh, you can spin the wheel for prizes. And uh, you, you can enter to win a $3,500 custom accessories package for your vehicle. Plus, you can nominate a family or an organization to receive a $2,000 donation from Mountain West Motor. So a lot of cool things going on this Saturday from 2 to 6 at 615 North Main in Logan. Hey, it's Jackson here at Mountain West Motor. We are looking forward to seeing you this Saturday, the 21st, for Mountain West Motor's grand opening celebration. Free food and drinks will be from 2 to 6 p.m., along with free Mountain West Motor gear and enter to win $3,500 in custom accessories for your rig. We will also be doing a $2,000 charity giveaway to a family or organization nominated by you. As always, come get the feel for a new Bronco, along with all the latest makes and models of trucks and SUVs. See you on Saturday the 21st at Mountain West Motor, built for your adventure. Hi, this is James Stevens with White Pine Funeral Services. At White Pine, we value compassion, integrity, and service. We are committed to serving you and treating your family as our family. We will be here when you need us most to listen, to help, and to provide exactly what your circumstances require. At White Pine, we promise to dedicate our time and attention to you and your family. We invite you to come by and meet us. We're confident you'll feel a difference. Avoid the stress of renting a shampoo machine and cleaning that dirty upholstery yourself. This is Dial with ChemDry of Northern Utah. ChemDry's hot carbonated extraction process will make any piece of furniture in your home look close to brand new again. Sofas, love seats, recliners, or even car seats. ChemDry of Northern Utah is happy to clean your carpets, but don't forget about making sure everything in your home is the cleanest, healthiest environment for your family. ChemDry of Northern Utah. ChemDry of Northern Utah. 
Simmons for Les Olson Company. Every great team knows that you have to train to stay on top of your game. Even top players continue to practice the fundamentals. That's why Les Olson Company offers free IT security awareness training so your business can stop threats before they become a problem. Learn what to do in case of a suspected phishing attack. Don't take risks. Take action with the Les Olson Security Suite. Get your free network assessment at lesolson.com. Hi, I'm Jay Broadbent with Alpine Home Medical. I'd like to invite you to learn more about us. Since 1997, we've been Utah's premier one-stop shop for home medical equipment. What sets us apart at Alpine Home Medical is the superior level of customer service. We provide home oxygen, CPAPs, wheelchairs, scooters, breast pumps, and so much more. Come on down and get to know us. Visit alpinehomemedical.com. Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Eric Franson, Mike Furman joining me here in studio. Talk about officiating. How have things changed? Interesting stories along the way. And uh, why... Why the become an official? Interesting insights from Mike. Uh, and uh, getting comments from, from you, our listeners, on our Guild Mortgage text line. And this came in during the break from 0366. Mike, hi. Coached Little League football for eight years, then turned my son and my boys over to the high school program, and they graduated last year. Throughout those eight years and the four years of high school, you officiated so many of their games. <laughs> I just want you to know that you're one of the good guys. You're doing an excellent job of officiating. You care about the game, and you care about the kids. Just wanted to say thanks. Well, I I really appreciate that. I I'm, I'll be I get me choked up here thinking about that. But I it, it, and this is the thing: you work with coaches, you work together, you work with the kids. You, you get to from an objective viewpoint see them succeed and and so forth. And and uh, I, I really really appreciate that. You 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 know you try to do the best you can and focus on the things that matter and and uh, make the game fair and then help everyone understand why you're calling what you're calling and 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 like I say work with with coaches and I'm I I can't say enough about little league coaches and 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 what they do they volunteer their time they do things that I can't do and and we should be incredibly grateful for all of it that that they dedicate to make this happen too so I really appreciate that so if somebody wants to be a ref, if they're interested in, in uh, being an official, now certainly you're involved with football. Uh, you've got some involvement with basketball as well. Now there's probably different organizations for different sports, but if somebody is interested in becoming an official, how do they go about that? And before I say that, whoever that was, you need to come be an official now since your kids are graduated. <laughs> um, come talk to me. But, but yes, I, I can definitely help you with football. You could go to our, our, our website. You, I could give you ours – Probably the easiest, though, would just because there's multiple sports, depending on whatever sport you want to do, is you go to uhsaa.org. 
Mm. UHSA.org, you click on officials, and then there'll be how to become a new official, and it will give you all the instructions. There'll be a form you fill out. And then what usually happens, whenever you fill that form out, a, a immediate email goes to the president. So if you do it for football, I'm gonna get an email. If you do it for basketball, whoever, they'll, you know, they'll, they'll get an email for which area, area you're in, and then they will contact you. Um, they'll either shoot you an email, give you a phone call, find out you know, what your schedule is, what you wanna do, and then kind of point you in the right direction of what the next steps are. Um, to do that, and I, you know, even if if you can't find it, you can still get a hold of me. I, I, I'll, people have called me up and say I want to do basketball, and I say, well, I don't do basketball, but I can point you in the right direction, and I'll kind of include the because we all know the other presidents, and I'll include them on it and point them in the right direction. But, but again, uhsaa.org, um, you can go on there and do that. You could go on to the new FOA, which is Northern Utah Football Officials Association, um, in anyway dot com. And my information's on there, and you can email me or call me or whatever, and I'm, I'm happy to help. I, I just I, I want this to be successful and want and, – and my whole focus is, is the position I'm at is trying to get officials in and going. If you're wondering, well, should I do it or will they look at me? No, we will fall at your feet <laughs> and welcome you with open arms and assist you and help you and take you by the hand. It, it will – be a seamless process to get you in and, and get you going and and that's across the board with all sports though so we're, we're happy to help you and then again we'll train you we'll get you going football you'll have a whole crew of guys on the court on the field with you helping you learn it, it, it's it's it'll be okay one of the things you said uh earlier is that uh, one of the things that we may all need to learn a little bit is some rule changes new rules or new adaptations to some of these rules so anything that will be different this coming season well and i know everybody knows about the shot clock for basketball so we, we probably need to talk about that but for football there there's a few rule changes most of them are things like you know the number zero is now a legal number or whatever but we do have one big change and that is that the the passer can now dump the ball or throw the ball away without it being intentional grounding as long as they're outside the pocket and the ball goes beyond the line of scrimmage now, a lot of people are listening to me right now thinking, saying, I thought that already was the rule. No, in high school, it was not. They, up until now, they could never throw the ball away as a passer. They always had to have a receiver in the area. Starting in 2022, they are now going to mirror the college rule because that's what it was with the college mm. rule. So now they're going to be like college, and as long as the quarterback's outside the pocket and they pass it beyond line of scrimmage, they can dump the ball or throw it into the stands. Um, this change, like all the changes I think they've had in the last 10 years or so, have been about safety. Mm-hmm. So they, they hesitated for a long time because they, they wanted to reward that defender for getting the sack and not allow that quarterback to dump it, but they finally decided we just need to protect the quarterback. So, so we're going to mirror college. So that means I probably won't get yelled at as much because <laughs> we'll be like the college rule. Well, it makes it, a little, probably makes it easier for people to understand. Yeah, when they're, when they're the same. So it, yeah. it, it is helpful. And, and I think it'll be good. It'll be good for – um, for pastors to be able to do that, I think the shot clock's going to be fantastic for for basketball. I'm excited for that too. So, be oh. some big changes in oh. 22. It's so overdue, <laughs> in my opinion. I, I worry it's going to change fundamentally a lot of teams and how they are how they operate. But yep, it is. It'll be I, good. I was working in the tournament this year, and on the start of the fourth quarter, a team was already playing stall ball. You know, and that yeah, I kept thinking it's your last year to do it. <laughs> yeah, enjoy well last. Yeah. Uh, quick, one last quick text before we let you go. This is from 8128. Uh, I used to officiate a couple years ago. Mike, you were great. Just wanted to say that he is right about it being better at the high school level. JV and freshman games I officiated were not bad, 
but the Little League games was where I definitely took the most abuse from fans and coaches. Come back, first of all. Um, and, 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 yes, that is the case. And, and, again, it has to do with there's a lot of things. I think parents are still learning what the rules are. I've, I've noticed that the less you know, the more ignorant you are about the rules, the more angry you get at a game because because of the you know just not understanding. And, and so I think parents learn as they go along. Uh, like I say, the high school has a little bit better structure and an athletic director and police officers and whatever that kind of help protect officials. Um, yeah, if, if, if we could change anything and where the biggest impact could be is just, hey, parents and fans and, and assistant coaches, which I call super fans, at the Little League level, at the youth sports level, please just just bite your tongue a little bit, if not for the fact that that you're right or wrong, but just in the in the in in helping the sport survive, and and help it be a positive experience. Um, negative things that happen to your child in the sport arena help them grow as much as the positive things. If your child goes through the entire youth sports, you know, all the way to high school and have never had a loss, that's probably not a good thing. You know, there, there's things to learn from the negative. I don't want to get talk about the buzzer and the sweet, you know, or whatever, but we'll, we'll quote Errol Smith and say, you got to lose to know how to win, you know. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So uh, That's great stuff. Mike Furman with the uh, president of the Northern Utah Football Officials Association. Great stuff. Thank you for your time. Always good to have you in here and talk about uh, officials, the uh, usually a thankless job uh, for what it's done, but a very important job in how these games function and how they work. And uh, they're, it, it can be fruitful, can be beneficial, and uh, great opportunities to still give back to the sport that you love. So, Mike, thanks so much. Thanks for yeah. coming down and uh, helping us understand it a little better. Absolutely. Thank you for letting me come. Anytime. All right, another quick time out here in the Full Court Press. Uh, some uh, additional thoughts about um, a quick look at the divisions in college football and uh, the, the latest for what's going on with high school baseball and softball. It's all coming up next here on the Full Court Press. Summer is just around the corner. Don't crank up your AC unit before getting it serviced. Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning is the team you should call for quality on-time service. If your system needs replaced, think York. York has the best warranties in the business with affordable financing options. Call Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning at 752-7272 or stop by their showroom west of DI. Online at advancedheating-ac.com. Are you a do-it-yourselfer? Have you been looking at that boring blah wall in your home for far too long? You need to check out the Speedy Mason Thin Brick System at Castellite in Logan. It's a simple system that anybody can do to make a blah wall into a beautiful focal point. Refresh your home with some very affordable options at Castellite for brick, block, rock, paver, and tile. Go where the pros go. Online at castalite.com. What's more important than sleep? Granted, some things are, but not many. This is Ryan at My Mattress, and here we offer the best solution to better sleep, a better mattress. IntelliBed, the gel mattress, cradles your hips and shoulders while providing the best back support possible. Or come in and choose a Tempur-Pedic that boasts 93% of their owners love their bed. My Mattress, offering the best sleep possible by the South Walmart. 
How many years has it been since you were married? One year? Ten years? Longer? This is Jarek from Jarek's Fine Jewelry. No matter how many years it's been, you always remember just how you felt. Show her you love her all over again with something special from Jarek's. We can help you surprise her or bring her in and you can pick it out together. Maybe it's restyling the old ring or upgrading to a larger diamond that she just may have hinted about. No matter how many years it's been, let us help make it special on your anniversary. Jarek's Fine Jewelry. Make it special. Make it Jarek's. Here's Chad, the lawn doctor, with a tip for your lawn. Just a couple tips for this summer for a healthier lawn. Raise your lawnmower blade a notch or two. Longer grass helps conserve water and fight against stress. Double check your sprinkler coverage and watering times. Then call the lawn doctor to put down a grub preventative and to try our popular new two-service soil enrichment program. Fertilizer, weed, and pest control. Call the lawn doctor at 753-LAWN or go to lawndoctorcashvalley.com. This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems, your home team when local matters. Valley Office Systems is your local provider for all things office, copiers, printers, furniture, and document management. Proudly serving Cache Valley since 2007. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. And remember that Napa has the items that you're looking for and the parts that you need, parts that you use, and the parts you rely on every day. Plus, they have some of those hard-to-find items that you're looking for. They've got it in stock. They've got five different locations for you to go find what you need. And if it's not in the store that you're at, good chance they might have it in one of those other ones in Cache Valley. Five locally owned uh, locations from Preston to Providence. That's Napa Auto Parts. Big thanks to Mike Furman for joining me here in studio. Appreciate the insights about officiating and the great opportunities to give back and still be able to participate in these uh, sports. Uh, lastly, real quick as we're signing off, a quick update. We already heard that uh, Green Canyon unable to hold on after that big rally they had late. Unfortunately, they're out. Uh, Bear River Baseball also lost earlier today. Bear River Softball, however, had a great couple of games today, so they advanced. They're still in the winner's bracket for softball. They beat Hurricane 8-1, uh, to one. and uh, I know Ridgeline, uh, they were involved as well, They're trying to get a, a final score there and what happened in their game. But uh, they, okay, so they won 5-1, to one, so they will face Desert Hills. Uh, it'll be a rematch of an earlier game uh, today. So, um Anyways, that'll be interesting to see what happens with them. So we'll have the Bear River softball games on 104.9 The Ranch tomorrow as they play at uh, midday for what's going on there. Also, just um, an update for the, the Pac-12 came out today. NCAA had two important uh, decisions today. One, that school conferences can do away with divisions if they want. It's not uh, necessary to have a conference championship that uh, a division is part of it. And so the Pac-12 just minutes later says, okay, we're going to dump our division. Uh, We are still going to have division structure and scheduling this year, but it's not who's going to determine who's in the championship game. And so five of the last 11 seasons have not featured the top two teams in the Pac-12. And the Mountain West, if you were to go back over the times that they've had divisions and chosen their championship teams or those participants, two years for sure would have had different teams participating and the in 2000 that would be 2014 and 2019 2016 would be kind of iffy we'd have to go even deeper on the tiebreakers but 
by and large, in the Mountain West, the top two teams have come out of those top two divisions. So uh, interesting that that hadn't really changed. And then finally, one last thing quickly. Today is the deadline for name or uh, national letters of intent for basketball. If you sign by today, you are committed to that school. I talked to Kyle Cottom. He's great to take some time to help me understand this today up at Utah State. Um, and it's like you've signed a contract if you committed with the school by today. But if there's still an opportunity for athletes to sign deals after today, but it's non-binding. So you could sign and commit to multiple schools, but it's not binding until you actually show up to campus. So it's still open for recruiting. Really great. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Last night, the Orlando Magic came away as the big winners in the NBA Draft Lottery. The Magic have had a tough decade. They had one winning season over the last 10 years and ranked in the bottom five in attendance last year. But Orlando's luck last night could help solve both of those issues. The Magic have fared pretty well with the top pick. Orlando had back-to-back number one overall selections in 92 and 93. Those picks turned out to be Shaquille O'Neal and Chris Webber. The Magic would then go on to trade Webber for Penny Hardaway. The combination of Shaq and Penny would help lead the Magic to the finals back in 1995. Orlando's other top pick came in 2004 when they drafted Dwight Howard. The big man would collect three Defensive Player of the Year awards and bring the Magic to the finals in 2009. Hard to say anybody in this year's class has that type of potential, but when you consider Orlando's history at number one, maybe there's a reason to believe in Orlando. Again, I'm Dan Patrick and this is Above the Noise.